Hello, Wednesday, July 21st. Big show, good show, great conversation, I do believe. Let's get to it. We got Rappaport joining us in like 14, 16 minutes. What are you guys betting on on Hammered Down? Is there any? What are you doing? Not the U.S. women. Whoa. Tony. No, no, that's our one. That's our one sure bet. Is that yeah? Not? Come on, so we I used to think so. What lost three zero to Sweden opening game in the Olympics? Oh, okay. I don't know what we're talking. We're talking about our U.S. women's soccer. Soccer. Team? Yeah, we didn't lose. Yeah, three games don't count. Nothing. Yeah. Was that our good team? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But they don't matter, right? No, 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 no. That, no, 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 that no. is it's, the Olympics. The Olympics have begun. It can't. What our good team? Mm-hmm. Three nothing. You're telling me can't have it. Mrs. Ertz is out there. I don't know if she played or not, but I know... Carly she, Lloyd's out there? I don't. Yeah. I know it's the A-team. I don't know if they're yeah. still on it or not. That's the A-team. I just saw they haven't lost in 44 matches, and now we're picking, we're picking the Olympics to lose? Okay. What the hell? So, I'm happy you got that in. <laughs> were you... I was trying to ask you a genuine question. I know, I know. Now, <laughs> now the NBA is completely over. Oh, man. So, you guys are just betting on first five? Is that what hammered down? Baseball. Olympics? We got, we got Olympics. Uh, U.S. Jamaica Gold Cup knockout round Sunday night huge match. Oh, we're dead Sign in the water. What? We're dead in the water. I thought, I thought our young boys, our B team, was playing like our A team. Well, but you just heard what our A team's playing like over there. Soccer yeah. world's upside down. Shit. Soccer world is upside down. Do we have any chance? How how are the Jamaicans good? Jamaica does have some good players. It'll be a good matchup. U.S. should go through though. It right, seems like that soccer, uh, the style of soccer, was much more like uh, Copa as opposed to the Europe's. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. A little bit more aggressive. There you go. Guys well, are dancing. Out is it there. because Canada's boring then? You guys play like the Europe's because you still pay taxes oh, to England? Man. Is that why it was only one nothing 20 seconds into that game and then it didn't happen for the nobody scored for the rest of the time? Is uh, it, Canada is me- missing their best player, Alfonso Davies. Oh, oh, Bayern yeah, Munich superstar. Bayern. I mean, he is our best Bayern Munchen. Yeah. He's a stud, wow. so. Don't forget, too, that most of our roster plays in the most exciting league in the world, in the MLS. That's not true. You know, which is why yeah. I mean, we just push the pace. And Columbus Crew just got a new stadium. Boom. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's bigger than that. Man, there's some high school football stadiums, I think, over there in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty big. Mm-hmm. Massive. Pretty big. Pretty big. Be a damn shame if Qatar wins this tournament. Relax, though. dude. Qatar's gonna win the <laughs> gold cup. Qatar is buzzing because yeah. they're In hosting. The, because they're hosting. If you the host world the cup, World Cup, you can, can enter random tournaments. Tournament. Oh, so we're gonna be in the Europe's. Qatar's in in the oh, you're oh right. yeah we could pick, we can pick the Europe. I don't we're know what tournaments it applies to. Yeah, hold on. So Whoa, Qatar can right. just pick and choose. So Qatar's in the Gold Cup right now. So the last time this happened, South yes. Korea hosted the World Cup in 2002. They entered the Gold Cup. Qatar did it now. Okay, so Qatar is in the Gold Cup. The Gold Cup is normally North America, the Caribbean, mm-hmm. Central America, mm-hmm. and anybody else. Qatar. Okay, <laughs> Qatar is not, not in North. that area. No, okay, no, Qatar is no. in a much different <laughs> yeah. part of the world. They get to pick and choose. So whenever we host the World Cup, which is when? 2022. We can just pick and choose what tournament. Hey, we want to go try out the Europe, see yeah. how they're playing over there. Yeah. We want to go down Bingo. to Copa as mm-hmm. well. And that's going to be the boys, too. We're going to have like the boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys. Imagine if in that year, oh, yeah. I don't know if Qatar is going to be able to pull us off. Good luck to Qatar. I hope they do well. <laughs> people say that Qatar was the right choice for the World Cup, too, right? That's, that's oh, yeah. Like the people big thing. love that. Yep. People say good luck for them. Nothing mm-hmm. bad came from that happening. Yeah, because when we. I heard that is not exactly accurate, but I might be wrong. A few I'm bodies sure. under the stadiums would say differently. Yeah. But. 
few yeah. few yeah. few thousand maybe but a lot of people died building those stadiums mm-hmm. in the oh, middle yeah. of the desert too many okay, it's changed the when the tournament is it's in december you know yeah so a lot has happened because qatar got chosen because the incredibly straight and non-corrupt fifa organization decided to do that but qatar might not take advantage of it they weren't in europe right and that might have been covid we're gonna go collect trophies though that's right and then we won't be able to enter those tournaments ever again so we will be undefeated in those things boom people are gonna hate us so bad oh Oh, my imagine when pulisic reina dk and the boys go over to the europe's win it and then never can't get back into it next year so is it our trophy forever then? Yeah. yeah. Nobody beat us. We're Correct. the best ever. Yeah. Oh, the people in England are going to have to sit on that. Yeah, gonna, oh, yes. my. Yeah, it's still, it comes home. It's coming it's home. home. It's, it's coming home. home. Tell the Europe it's coming home. And never going back because we can't play in the tournament again. 76 all over again. That's tough. Yeah, they're That's gonna awesome. Have to get another trophy. What, I kind of feel bad for What year are we the champion of the Europe's? 2024. 2024. All right. Good luck. Sorry, Europe. Good luck, Les. You lose again. So that's not the next one. It's the one after that, right? Because Europe's is every two years? Every four. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like the World Cup. Okay. And they are they, is there a way that we can potentially have like the Winter Olympics, the Europe's, the Summer Olympics, the World Cup? Is that how it's set up? Is it set up like alternate? If it's four things, right? That's all you need if it's mm-hmm. alternating every four years. Have we done that as Ooh. a society? I'm pretty sure that is how it's supposed to be set up. I think the pandemic screwed that up. Oh, That's yeah, why yeah. everything's well, just... Last year, the Summer Olympics and the Euros would have been in the same year, so they're probably always in the same year. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, soccer doesn't matter. But <laughs> yeah. In 2024, well, when we win the fucking Europe's going to be the World Cup. Do, and we're hosting the World Cup. To yeah. your initial point, though, tough time in the... Uh, host of gambling show world yeah you're gonna have to get hot in the olympics and <laughs> yeah maybe the olympics will happen two it's weeks se- till the first preseason game well and that's great news because preseason football is much better to gamble on than anything else that we don't know anything about right because <laughs> yeah. we know the rosters and know who's gonna play oh, yeah. when and everything like that mm-hmm. the nba though i think does deserve a little bit of a hey so congratulations you guys did it Adam Silver was introduced twice last night by Malika because the congrats to Malika Andrews yeah. by the way, twenty six years old, first finals. But Adam Silver was introduced twice down there because they couldn't really get a handle on. There was no stage. It was kind of just like a you know everybody was kind of rushing to court, but they did have the socially distant microphone, which definitely worked. Yeah. Interesting, definitely mm-hmm. worked. You know because there and Adam, and Adam Silver was saying, I mean whatever they were trying to potentially set up, it was not working, especially with the view outside. Yeah. Milwaukee was awesome. Yeah. I mean that was fucking unbelievable i saw some people tweet and i think it was maybe the pr company for the event that this was mm-hmm. put out like hey we're setting standard for what everybody is i'm not sure everybody's going to be able to get this now not every sport is in the middle of summer not every sport is coming out of a lockdown not every sport is doing anything like that but i loved that all of milwaukee went downtown to celebrate this thing they'll have a parade probably what tomorrow maybe or yeah, the next day and it'll be even bigger than this but milwaukee put on a hell of a show in this this is at the beginning of the series. Remember, there was open conversation, not by us. No, nope. no, 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 by other people that Milwaukee sucks as yeah. a city. Yeah. Remember right. that people were like, "Yeah, place stinks. Yeah, mm-hmm. shithole. That's what we're saying. We don't deserve a we, championship. This is not us. Oh, no, 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 this is not us. We're not saying it. Milwaukee said, "Oh, is that right?" First of all, we're going to have eight-year-olds chug beers in the middle of the goddamn what? game. Boom. We're going to have Bakhtiari chug some. We're going to have Dana what? Beers in there. What? We're going to blow what? the roof off this place. And although the Phoenix Suns had a couple fights and knockouts what? in there, we're going to be loud. It's not just inside the building. It's outside the building. The entire city is going to show up for this thing. And I thought 
It was a beautiful night for the Bucks. I bet on Giannis to, to be the first basket, mm -hmm. which block basket, yeah. and then also for Milwaukee to win. Thought we were in trouble going into half, to uh -huh, be honest. Sure. And then all of a sudden, the Suns kind of laid an egg air late, and, mm -hmm. and the Bucks pulled away, and Giannis puts up 50 in the fucking finals. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was just amazing. I won gambling. I think you guys all won gambling. Mm -hmm. The NBA had a big night. It was cool to see the spectacle that was. Congrats to Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. That guy looks like he's uh, our uncle, and an insurance salesman is the coach, and yep. everybody yeah. that's Milwaukee, and Aaron Rodgers, owner. Yeah. Good boy, Rogers. Congrats, Rogers. Giannis, at this point, he's 26 years old. He's already been uh, Defense Player of the Year MVP a couple of times. He's a champion. He's an MVP of the championship. Mm -hmm. He has done all these things. He's three-time All-NBA first team uh, for at the age of 26. He has all of the accolades. And he cut a promo afterwards about super teams, too, that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. He's like, could be, I could go win easy, he said. <laughs> yeah. I could go win easy with somebody. To do it here eight years in the the picture of what he was when he showed up in Milwaukee versus what he Man. has become Man. in Milwaukee from 196 pounds, maybe five foot eight to, <laughs> to 242 pounds, six foot 10 or whatever the hell he is and becoming an absolute monster, superstar, megastar. A lot of doubt because the guy isn't the best shooter, but he is just absolutely dominant. Good for Giannis, Chris Middleton as well, mm. and everybody in Milwaukee. That coach was fired five different times during yeah. this entire playoff run. Uh -huh. Now he's a champion hell of a time, hell of a night. I mean, 50 points to from Giannis, it was awesome. But to your point about the immediate, you know, post championship with Adam Silver, did you see where he he basically announced the Bucks as champions, and then no one went to go get the trophy? Yeah. And then the owner walked over, and they started passing it from owner to owner, and the team was sitting behind the case, like, "Hey, can we get the fucking trophy? We just won this thing for you guys." And the crowd was very much like, "Hey, can you get the fuck out of the way?" <laughs> yeah, legit. To the owners. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, were the owners brand new out there? Do, do the, I don't think so. Because if Aaron has a share, have they made moves in selling and moving and buying? Because it felt like Milwaukee had no idea who those three dudes were. No were. clue. They had no clue. Those guys, ha! Yeah. Never, uh, what the, who the fuck right, are Nobody. Pass <laughs> it over to another guy with an unbuttoned collar yeah. look with a little bit of a flow. You see his hair? That yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, who the Nothing. fuck? That's not Giannis. Okay. Uh, uh, trucker hat guy yeah who the All fuck right, is that nobody mm -hmm. finally and then it felt like somebody was like hey was one of you guys come get me? yeah yeah grab the mvp hey you got louis box it was sitting in oh yeah that thing is nice. nice unbelievable chris middleton was hanging on to that trophy for a long time chris middleton got dragged a lot through this entire process yeah. oh yeah for a few years for a few, yeah for a yeah. long long time and, and they put out his track to milwaukee yeah. g league and all this other uh -huh. shit man it's really cool to see especially because as a um casual yeah mm -hmm. nba yeah. fan i mean we pegged it very early okay so brooklyn's playing la <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> from day one all right if you get all the good players you're gonna win mm -hmm. okay that's what's gonna happen you buy championships that has happened heat Lakers, uh -huh. you, Cleveland even, maybe yep. whenever LeBron's. There is places that you have been able to buy championships, and I thought that's what the NBA was going to become. And as a casual, I loved it. I'm like, okay, I only got to watch one game a week. All the stars are there. Yeah, It's like an all-star game mm -hmm. all year round. I love it. As somebody who doesn't have any affiliation really to any team, I just like the players. That's great. Turns out you build a team, and you have good chemistry, good culture, and everything mm -hmm. like that. You 
you also can be very good in basketball. I had no idea. I did not. I thought basketball was, hey, you guys can be five separate entities who hate each other. As long as you just make your own plays, Mm -hmm. make your own shots, try defense in certain parts of the game, you're going to go on and win the whole fucking thing. That Milwaukee Bucks team, it felt like they were real... Like a real the owners aside, yeah, yeah. felt like the, the team was a real family over there. And Giannis talking directly into the mic afterwards to uh, Malika during the interview, he said to Chris, he said we did it or whatever. Yeah. And then they hugged. Like that was a cool moment that you're never that I was thinking, and I think a lot of us were thinking the NBA would never see again. You know, wow. because it's just like hey, friends coming, mm-hmm. ballers coming. That was a cool moment for like team sports, I think. Well, and they've been in the playoffs so many times where they're the one seed and they yeah. blow it so for them to actually do it. And now, honestly, he did it without the super team. Go get Kawhi. Let's bring in Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. Go on a run, Milwaukee. What about Win- Dame? Dame, sure. Bring in Dame time. Drew. Drew. Imagine Dame time oh, shooting man. with Giannis eating in the middle. Under yeah. the rim. Oh, his oh. defense. Hey, his effort on defensive side. I mean, he was NBA Defensive Player of the Year. He there was a time there for like a good four minutes. I was watching. He might have had seven seven swats or attempted swats or goaltending yeah. or a foul. I mean, he is eaten under there. For him to have fifty points in a game that only his team only scored one hundred and five. The next highest was seventeen. Like, hey. and he's a great. Like, he seems like just a like great dude. It's good for Giannis. Good for you. Big moment. Stay. That's like a um, yeah. Like a career-defining night. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. The All the questions that are potentially ever going to be asked about Giannis, whoever is on his side will be able to go back, oh, you remember championship game? He dropped 50 and 15? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like that, you, yes. you get get the hell out of here. After hyperextending his knee and mm-hmm. going on an entire run, I mean, it was that was a beautiful and thing. 17 of 19 from the free throw line, which is basically really the, the only area that yeah. he struggles in normally. Allegedly, we may potentially have a conversation with uh, another member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Here we really? go. Pat Connaughton. Oh, oh yeah. hey, Sharp Peter. I cool. love I love his bravado. Mm-hmm. I love everything about him. Two sport athlete could oh, have yeah. gone pro in both. What the fuck was he doing at the end of that game? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? He flies. That guy is oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. freak yeah. like yeah. Super massive athletic. fan of him since his days at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I mean, massive fan of him. At the end of the game, though, he was hanging on to that ball. Okay, and they were up eight or whatever mm-hmm, at yeah. the time. And he could have very easily passed that, maybe killed more time. But he was like, no, I want the free. And I was like, that's right, Pat. Let's fucking go. Like, yeah, you want the ball in your hands. Like, this is a moment where people pass the ball. Championship. This is NBA championship. Final seconds. And Pat's like, no, you can foul me or whatever. They found. He he almost airballed that first shot. (laughs) It was ridiculous. I thought it slipped out of his hand. Then the next one he missed, too. I'm like, yo, Pat. What are we doing? Pass the ball. can't happen. For Pat's. can't have it. For, For the White's. Okay, a freak athlete. White, you don't have a lot of pack yeah. on it to do that. 44 inch verticals when he was at the combine. This fucking freak athlete, dude. He, remember at Notre Dame, he was flying oh, yeah. over people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, oh, this guy could go pro in the MLB or Too the hard NBA. As shit. Yeah, he could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we got some margin, but without football, we got basketball. <laughs> yeah. We got, okay, here we go. Let's go. And then this is like my first real time getting to watch him through this entire series again because I'm not, you know, seeking Milwaukee Bucks. I will now. Oh yeah, have to because they're champs. Yeah. I will watch the champions going forward whenever they're potentially on a screen that is in front of me. Sure, okay. Which uh-huh. you know, Milwaukee's not getting that many of those games, but uh, they, they might now now because they're champs. That's right, they, they deserve it. Even mm-hmm. though the people that are picking and choosing who gets primetime games did say that the city stinks. Yeah, true. okay, not us. Not nope, us. not us. Love, Love Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, park um, twice. 
If you're in Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee's a great city. It is. I'm just saying, getting a chance to maybe, you know, see Pat Connaughton play, I was like, let's go, dude. All right, I remember you back in Notre Dame. This guy's awesome. Happy Mm -hmm. to see you still got it. Then at the end of the game, I'm like, even more happy. I'm like, this dude wants the fucking ball. Yes. In the championship game, he wants to shoot the free throws, and then... He missed. It didn't look like Pat, were, get the ball to Giannis. Pat, <laughs> pass that ball to Chris. I think Chris yeah, is yeah, like a hundred percent shooter or something like that. But congrats to everybody on the Bucks. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat with Pat. Big fan, obviously. We'll ask him what happened there. Oh like, yeah, because yeah. he's a shooter, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So his free throw percentage is probably pretty good. You would imagine. I think maybe you know you're about to win a championship. You're a bit jacked up. Yeah. I don't know how. Like Giannis in those free throws, he was about to score fifty. And win a championship after already celebrating, he had to like gather himself and make a free throw. I thought that was going long. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that thing was bricking out. Gets fifty, then the next he's like, well, I think at that point he's like, ah, fuck it, we won. Yeah, right. oh. just misses it or whatever. <laughs> what a night for Giannis. Career seventy nine percent free throw shooter for Pat. Con- yeah, yeah. So it must have slipped. The <laughs> yeah. ball was wet. <laughs> ball was wet. Well yeah. PJ Tucker kept hitting it off his head. That's right. <laughs> he's so pumped. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat. Bobby Portis. Oh. Early. Oh, man. What's old buddy's name who's on there, the color commentator? Negative one. Old coach. Mark Van Jackson. Gundy. No. Van Gundy. That one. Yeah. Mark Jackson doesn't deserve that. Early, Van Gundy goes to a commercial break after Bobby Portis slams one. He goes, Bobby Portis really loves himself some Bobby Portis. It was like, <laughs> guy's in a fucking championship yeah, game. Come on. Okay. He just yammed on somebody. And then afterwards, we heard a story where he thought about like quitting and mm-hmm. like he yeah. found himself. It's like, hey, Van Gundy, maybe a little positive. Like, okay. hey, there's a guy enjoying the moment as opposed to shitting his pants. Like, yeah. Can we not talk about that? And then all night, it was hard not to watch him. It was like, oh, this guy's electrifying. Yeah. Milwaukee loves him. Joining us now is another man that's loved in Milwaukee. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he has all the information on the Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> that's right. Ooh. From NFL.com and NFL Network, host of Rap Sheet and Friends, a show that is currently on hiatus, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rap. Yeah. Oh, Todd today. Are we working? What's going on? Training camp's going on. There's news to be told. I mean, it's it's football season, and uh, I actually have to work, so it's uh, we're back. Okay, we're, vacation was done. We are back. What is the big conversation right now? Training camp show ups. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers is doing. What is the big conversation that's keeping you working today on the television screen? Yeah, I mean, I think now it's kind of just cleaning up what's been floating around all summer. You know, Aaron Rodgers is one. Deshaun Watson, couple contracts. Who's getting done? Kind of before training camp. I think there'll be some. Some stuff today, yeah. uh, which rookies are going to report. I mean, all all that kind of figuring out what's going to happen before everyone officially shows up, mostly next Monday. What's getting done today? There's some big news coming today. Is it happening Wednesday? Is it normally immediately after you get off this show, you break news, which yeah. is very nice of you. Yeah. Is there anything right now? What are we thinking? Uh, I will not be having anything in the near future. Um, well, we'll see. You never know. What does that mean? Oh. Um, but uh, we'll see. There'll be some stuff today. Patriots signed their second round to wrapping up their draft. Let's go! Um, Matt Patricia did Hold on. Let me respond mm-hmm. to Thank a text and tell sure. someone that I can't talk to them right now. I'm on the Pat McAfee show. Oh, who's that person? Is it like uh, somebody telling you some news maybe? Terry Jones. Uh, possibly. 
But you guys are more important, so I'm going to make sure I get to that after I talk to you. Yeah, guys. you'll get to it after, then you'll break news mm -hmm, afterwards. Let's uh, The cleanup thing, you just mentioned it there, and I kind of got distracted because you said something might come today, and I was like eager for it to potentially come like on this show because that yeah. would be so cool. Right. Yesterday I broke some news about a house cleaning situation, and you know it was cool uh, to be in those walls. I retweeted. Thank I you. I retweeted. Thank you. And also on NFL Network, Aaron Rodgers' house has never been deep cleaned <laughs> yeah. via Pat McAfee's show, so I appreciate you guys over there. Really well, can I just tell you? Just let me interrupt for a second. I didn't understand that story because I could make arguments that he was deep cleaning it to sell it, oh, and yeah. I could also mm -hmm. make arguments that he was deep cleaning it because it was dirty and he wants to have it cleaner. Um, I don't know that I've ever deep cleaned anything, maybe a carpet, but like wow. that was a weird rock. There's been some weird Roger scoops. That was a pretty odd one. Okay, let's dive into the Roger scoops. What are you hearing? Uh, the only thing I know is that. Country club renewal thing, and that happens. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, that happens. I, I'm sure it's a great golf course, but every country club renewal is just like, a, hey, it's going to happen. You got to cancel that, just like everything on your phone, every subscription you have yep. on your phone, you got to cancel that. There is a service that used to sponsor us that is really good. Oh, yeah. I forget the name of it. That can find all the money you're wasting on subscriptions. Uh, Maybe Aaron could do that with his country clubs next year if he has to because he found out about this publicly. But is there anything else we don't know? Is there anything that we don't know? Because I haven't asked him anything real. Is there anything you're hearing from behind the scenes? other teams uh maybe the packers anything like that well let me just start at the beginning i don't get the sense that all the packers are going to trade him just like we said in april yeah. just like we've said in march like i don't get the sense at all the craziest thing to me about this whole situation besides the fact just that it's happening is that almost nothing has changed i mean we've known since april that the packers are trying to get him to sign a new extension he has not done it yet which means they are not there yet uh, we've known his frustration with the organization. We've known they're not going to trade him. Uh, I don't think he's going to retire. I'd be absolutely stunned, as would people close to him, but I guess you sort of never know. I mean, we're like five days away from training camp, and I haven't talked to one person who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And that, to me, is what makes this stand out. And, you know, he's frustrated with the team. I think he wants more of a say in some things. The People sort of laughed about the Jake Kumaro situation where they cut his buddy. But, like, that's kind of real. You know, that's, what, kinda, I think that's yeah, what really hurt. Real. That's definitely um, So we're real. kind of nowhere with the situation still. Yeah, and I think that's definitely real. And then when Mark Murphy comes out and compounds it almost, posts this entire thing with, you know, his statements, he's a complicated guy, mm -hmm. this and that. It's just like, are we trying to get something done or are we not? And did that news that broke on draft day needed to be broke? Right. You know, like that is, that's where we're at ultimately in the end. I guess behind the scenes, did you guys all know this was a, a problem that was boiling before that news broke? Is that something that was kind of like a, a poorly kept secret almost? Yeah, and I don't even know that it was a secret because some of the stuff was out there. Like I knew that Rodgers was refusing a restructure. And usually, you know, Pat, like restructures are automatic, right? Like, hey, could you... Your team says to the player, hey, you know that salary that we're going to pay you on 17 weeks? Can we just give it all to you now and help our salary cap? And usually players go, I love money. I'll take it all now. And that's easy. Rogers refusing a simple restructure was the alarm bells to me that something oh. is wrong. And the fact that I had heard that his agent had flown out there to sit with Rogers for several days to kind of go through this with the Packers, um, that made me think something was wrong as well. The problem is, there's no actual answer that doesn't end with Rodgers playing for the Packers. I mean, again, I guess retirement, theoretically, Jeopardy, kind of. 
But really, it's just how can the Packers and Rodgers move forward together? Um, and the fact that we don't have an answer to that five days out is the only thing to me that's, I would say, a little bit alarming. Yeah, there's not a lot of time to figure that out. And time might have a follow-up here in a bit. And But I want to shift to another thing that doesn't have a lot of time to figure out. And what you said to us the last time you were on was fascinating. You said that there were still teams interested in Deshaun Watson. Then Deshaun Watson's agent was posting photos of him working out with two young potential faces of the NFL at some point if they can end up making it. So the business side is saying like, hey, I can lump these guys with Deshaun Watson, even though the accusations and allegations are massive and in a plenty. Then you see uh, Deshaun liking a tweet that said, hey, if you're playing this, you're like this tweet. How could that all happen? And how could that happen feasibly within the next five days before camp, you said? And then we got three weeks until the season starts. That is the judicial system's like much different, right? Isn't, isn't that a whole different world that we have no time for right now for Deshaun to play? Isn't like justice going to take a while over there, you think? Or is that not? Ju yeah, justice always takes a while. And, you know, the NFL is sort of out of the business of just waiting until justice handles it and then we'll figure it out. Because usually that's like two or three years later. Right, like guys mm. will get a DUI, then get suspended two years later, and you're like, why did this guy get suspended? Oh, right, I kind of remember that. Um, so the NFL has to proceed, and yeah, I mean, there's, you know, again, five days before camp, I haven't got the sense that Texans are moving forward and trading him at all. Um, so for Watson, it's either, you know, move forward as you've been, which is not wanting to play for the Texans at all, but having to report, um, and then, you know, Mike Garofalo, my colleague, has reported that the NFL is not expected to put him on the exempt list. I would agree with that because no games are coming up. So it's going to be an awkward dance until and unless the Texans go, all right, fine, he's not playing for us, we'll trade him. But, you know, I do think there are teams interested and that would trade for him before the legal situation is wrapped up. But would that allow the Texans to maximize his value in a trade? That's sort of a different question. Okay, so you don't get the sense that this is quietly behind the scenes potentially getting wrapped up. What you're saying is this could take a couple years and there's NFL teams that are still interested even though they have no idea what could potentially be coming, or is that real? Yeah, and I think, you know, there's there's definitely some, definitely some teams still interested. Uh, I know that. I think most teams are sort of thinking like, hey, if he gets, you know, look, if you're going to trade for, if you're trading for Deshaun Watson, you are not trading for him for this year. You're trading for him for 12 years. I mean, franchise quarterback who's young, who's awesome, Got you it. know, a great player. Like, that's that's something that is a 12-year thing, right? So if he does get suspended this year, which certainly is in the realm of possibility, um, then I would say um, teams will deal with that and kind of move forward and uh, and kind of figure that one out. All right, Ian, good luck out there for your initial thing. I'll go ahead, Ty. Ian, going back to the Rodgers situation, I know uh, – Hey, I want to update you. Here's the news that we were talking about. So Fred Warner and the 49ers, this is according to Mike Garofolo, get a five-year, $95 million extension with $40.5 million in guarantees. Highest paid linebacker in the NFL – highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL, and obviously – a much-deserved extension for Fred Warner. Congrats, Fred! Yeah. That Niners defense continues to stay stacked. Will 
Trey Lance be able to lead that team to the promised land or Jimmy G stay healthy with the stacked defense an offensive mastermind calling plays maybe a healthy team that won't get kicked out of their stadium next year the Niners could be on a rise congrats to Fred Warner and also congrats to Darius Leonard who has not signed a deal yet and just saw that deal (laughs) get signed right there Uh, go ahead Diggs Uh, wrap we talked about this a little bit yesterday. For, I believe it was a report from the Boston Globe that they think um, Taysom Hill is going to be the starter down in New Orleans. I found that slightly surprising. Is that what you're hearing potentially too? Uh, I would be surprised by that. No, I mean, crazy things okay. have happened. So, you know, it's going to be like a real competition. And this is, you know, in a way kind of fun because there's not a ton of these, right? Like sometimes you have competitions where you have like old veteran – competing with new rookie, and usually rookie wins out. This is like two players who are making not a crazy salary who are actually really competing. And so, you know, my sense is that Jameis kind of has the leg up in New Orleans just because of the overall talent, what the organization thinks of him, the fact that they re-signed him, the fact that Taysom was, you know, pretty up and down, I would say up and down definitely during his starts last year. To me, it feels like... (laughs) Um, it feels like Jameis has the upper hand, but I'm looking forward to seeing how that actually plays out. Um, it's going to be extremely, extremely fascinating. And I think if Jameis does win it, you're probably going to see him have the best year of probably his career. Well, I mean, he had an incredible year when he was with the Bucks. He just threw the ball to the other team just as much as he threw the ball to his team. That's the only issue. And now he got LASIK, though. Hey, That's right. Now he's got LASIK, and he's throwing touchdowns on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that this whole thing really comes full circle. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rab Sheet, do you see uh, the Patriots giving Stephen Gilmore $7 million or in that range more for this year and then hit him hitting free agency? Or uh, do you see him possibly holding out? I, you know, hold out, I'd be surprised. I think one thing with Gilmore, like, let's say that the Patriots don't have a deal with Gilmore. He's still rehabbing that quad injury. So if he's not, you know, 100, 100, 100% healthy, my guess is you wouldn't see him on the field until he does an extension. I think the Patriots get the urgency. Both sides have known this is an issue for some time. Deals happen a lot of times when they need to happen, not when everybody would like for them to happen. So, I mean, mm. whether it's a one-year deal that just gives him a bump this year or whether it's a multi-year deal that locks him in and helps him finish his career as a Patriot, like, everyone knows something needs to get done because he's not playing for $7 million this year, nor should he. The $7 million only happened because they needed to take money from this year and move it to last year to get him paid. Uh, I think everyone kind of knows the deal. I would expect something to get done. Uh, and I believe that a contract is more likely than a trade at this point for New England. We're talking to Ian Rappaport, insider for NFL.com and NFL Network. Great line right there. Deals happen when they need to happen, not when you want them to happen. Wow. Yeah, That's geez. profound rap wow. sheet. That's profound. Try. I try. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet, going back to the Rodgers situation, uh, You one of the last times you were on the show, you said that he wasn't going to be there for the start of camp, and I don't know if we were under the assumption that he kind of just would show up. Uh, and then now with the Packers offering this extension, I don't know if that seems that genuine. Like, Are they in a position where they're trying to get him back no matter what, or at this point would they rather see what they have with Jordan Love while he's not there? Like, When do you think a realistic estimate is of when he would be back at camp? Yeah, uh, a couple of things. The contract extension was months ago. The the offer was months ago, and you know I haven't. <laughs> I know they talked. I know they negotiated. I know they couldn't arrive at something that both sides wanted. And then obviously things went to kind of a bad place. I would say in you know 
obviously late April. Um, so that was a while ago. I, I know the Packers want him there. I don't think it's a situation where they're like, hey, let's, you know, Rodgers, you take your time. Let's see about Jordan Love. Like, they want him there. They want to end this situation. Um, I think the, the toughest thing with Aaron Rodgers is we're five days to go. There's a lot of things that need to get sort of wrapped up, um, and everyone needs to put their arms around it and really figure out, like, what he wants specifically, how they can help him, how they can make him happy. You know, if it's not contract, I mean, I think you can do things contractually, but if it's not contractually, what can they really do besides just guaranteeing him a seat at the table that makes him feel wanted and feel like he's loved? Um, they have five days to figure that out. <clears throat> five days to figure that out. Again, I think he's going to play for them this year, but does he take a couple of days? Maybe. You know, well, there's just a lot to get wrapped up in five days. I'll say that. That would be massive, right? If he was offered a seat at the table there for the Green Bay Packers, and has that happened? Do you know if any of those conversations have happened? And I love the fact that you said the contract extension is not news. Let's not. <laughs> that's much well, about, I like that. But it, that would be news, though, if he was offered potential, I don't want to say roster control, but at least a little bit of an opportunity to express his opinions on stuff. How would they figure that out, and has that happened yet? I mean, that's what a lot of teams you know, have with their starting quarterback. I mean, we had the same sort of thing with, um, you know, same sort of thing with Russell Wilson in Seattle. I know Brady is obviously heavily involved, not heavily involved, but involved with the Tampa Bay Bucks decision-making. I mean, they brought on Gronk and Antonio Brown, so obviously the influence is there. Um, It is something that a lot of teams do with their quarterback. And, you know, again, like this is so weird, but the fact that we are talking about Jake Kumro, like it is – he Rogers praised him, and then a day later, the team released him. That's something that weighs on a quarterback. You know, had they been like, "Hey, man, we're going to probably cut this guy." What do you think? He probably would have said, "Please don't." And uh, some teams would have said, "Okay, we won't," but the Packers just did it. I think those are the sorts of things that are frustrating. And yeah. when you talk about getting fixed, like what I described there, how do you fix that? Like, what do you you know you say? The only thing you say is like, "Hey, we're going to." We'll let you know before we do anything for a guy you like. Like, there's there's ways to do it, but it is complicated. Yeah, but it's hard to do business after you've already burnt the bridge with somebody. That's just kind of what I have figured out. Maybe they'll be able to figure it out, though, for the Packers fans and for all NFL fans because we'd like to see Aaron out there bowling. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, big thanks. He's probably going to break news here in about a minute or two. Ian Rappaport. Thank you. We have some big news for you. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Let's go. Should send him some. We should. Or just send them to Walmart because it's available there. Roman and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men 
healthcare, products, all clinically tested and make you best you possible. <laughs> Speaking of good conversation, joining us uh, from an attic in Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Yeah! What's up, bud? How you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good. How'd the show go? How'd the first hour? It was all right. I let off uh, apologizing to Zito and then letting people know that I did see what they said about me on the internet yesterday, even though I did fuck up. That doesn't mean, like, I'm going to forget about all the terrible things that people were saying to me yesterday on the internet. I will remember that forever, and that will change how I act forever. So... That was the first couple minutes, and we dove right in. Hey, Hell yeah. Dig said the only thing he's not going to gamble on is the U.S. women's soccer team. Okay, mm -hmm. that was the first thing we talked about on this show today. <laughs> yeah, Basically, it was Diggs mad about the soccer team losing last night. Probably lost him money. And that's the only thing we can really, you know, set your clock to is like our U.S. women's team is going to beat everybody. They lost. We talked about basketball. Talked about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Do you have anything to add? I have no news on Aaron Rodgers. Come on, dude. Who does? You, tell me who has anything. Well, Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport said, and he joined us. That was what I was about to get to. Ian Rappaport joined us. He broke no news, really. He, he spread somebody else's news. Congrats to Fred Warner. He just got yeah. like 40-some million guaranteed, by the way, inside linebacker. That's the same position this guy played. Yeah. Same you, well you, deserved. Yeah, absolutely well deserved. The guy's an absolute freak, and seems to be like the yeah the heartbeat of that defense. Right. Aaron said he's the best inside linebacker in the league. He said he knows him a little bit better because they train together. Maybe a connection at Cow or whatever. But do you know Fred Warner? And is he one of the inside linebackers that you go like, okay, this guy's going to be the future of the NFL. This is how people are going to have to play at the inside linebacker position. And what does this mean for Darius Leonard? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, Darius is obviously paying attention to this. I don't know if Ballard should be happy or not. Like, is he thinking, hey, we? Oh, we're going to get Darius on the cheap. Like, do they think it's going to be cheap now with this $95 million <laughs> over 40 guarantee? Schefter put out a tweet immediately after the Fred Warner announcement contract. It said, Darius Leonard is next. And uh, that's supposed to be around $19 million a year or something Damn. like that. We talked to Chris Ballard and we asked him, you know, if, hey, any of these pillar contracts about to happen he's maybe we'll see here like my, like he alluded that there are negotiations happening right now if you're darius leonard's team or fred warner's team you two are probably i don't want to say talking to each other but they were probably trying to stare each other down on who goes first who doesn't go because now the bar is set exactly where it is everybody knows it darius leonard goes congratulations <laughs> my yeah. god okay go. great pool act there by the way zito great pool there uh massive congratulations to darius leonard and to fred warner but i wonder if they talk to each other what do you think you think there's conversation between those two teams at all between the teams, as in, like, the front office? Agents. Oh, agents. I don't know. Like, how does that work? Can you – I don't know. If, what are they allowed to do? Is there things that are tampering or giving out? Like, it's probably not common to give out, like, numbers on deals that you're currently working on that aren't done yet. So when I was going to go be a free agent – there was a couple other free agent punters that were also going to become free agents, and I got texts from them that was like, hey, are you close to getting your deal done, or are you, is this going to be a long thing? And I got, I ended up signing, I think, day before, I forget when it was. I'd never reached uh, free agency or was ever close, but it was after the season where I was potentially going to go be a free agent, and I got some text messages from other punters, good punters, by the way, that yeah. have been around for a little bit, that I wasn't necessarily friends with. They say, hey, are you close? Like, are you, you think you're you're close to getting this thing done because i think there's a potential that there's some places that are waiting to see what you do and then fall in line i took that as an incredible compliment by the way like an 
absolutely incredible compliment. And I was very, very forthcoming. I was like, it seems like we're going to get something done here in like the next two days, but the GM doesn't necessarily love me as a human. So this could change. And, and by the way, at that time, it was very much reciprocated, you know, in that entire <laughs> thing. So I, I think we're going to get something done. Ursay had gotten involved and started mm-hmm. like texting me a little bit, you know, and it felt like there was going to get something done. I was very forthcoming. I wonder if Fred and Darius had that same type of conversation because that is two, I mean, the exact, that is the exact situation Mm -hmm. right there. In the Niners defense, in the Colts defense, same situation. Both teams can go. Both have absolutely balled out and been incredible. I mean, it's just like for those two to be in that position business-wise is a big benefit for both of them, I think. And uh, I hope there was potentially a little bit of, maybe a little bit of intel shared between the both of them. I hope. I don't know if that's even legal, but I hope. I mean, it depends how close they really are, I guess. If you're sharing numbers before, maybe. Who knows, uh, I guess. But now Darius, don't you think he could go and say, all right, we want 45 guaranteed and 100 mil total, and that'll boom. bump me up a little bit from what Werner got, and we'll call it a day. So at, in the same office that Ballard's in, at the same desk he's probably sitting in, I was once, uh, a piece of paper was put on the thing and slid across to me, okay? And it was like something like, uh, it was like out of a movie almost, you know, like the eyes to me. If I was uh, Darius Leonard's people, I'd walk right back into that same office and that paper would be going the opposite direction. Yeah. Be, yeah. I'd just be putting that thing down and Ballard would just be sitting there and it'd be like, okay, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I texted Chris. I texted Chris Ballard, by the way. <laughs> I said, hey, I want to let you know, as we were announcing the Fred Warner deal, uh, it was hard not to immediately congratulate Darius Leonard on the amount of money he's about to get. I just want to let you know, because when he was on, I was like, oh, biggest contract of all time. And he was like, easy, easy, easy. Because that is, it's a crazy, that's the business side of the NFL that is like Fred Warner right now. Even if there was some maybe negative things said to each other on both sides in the pawn star like thing that happens with players between either their representation and the team there's some negative shit that gets said and i've actually gotten a chance to hear it because you know i'm a little bit more involved in a lot of these things than maybe other people and i've been there's been some real shit talk but as soon as that deal is done man life feels so good <laughs> yeah it's like did I, get, did I get screwed out of a couple of, who gives a fuck yeah. <laughs> i got 40 million you know like that is there's that moment where fred warner is probably you know, your entire life you work for this moment. This entire it was probably a, there was probably some. Now John Lynch seems to be very straightforward, and Shanahan seems to be the same way. But I assume there was a little bit of anxiety, maybe when you hear that you're going to get this amount of money guaranteed. What a fucking day that happened to you! As soon as you got drafted, it was like all right, <laughs> yeah, hundred million. Hey, here's five hundred million dollars <laughs> because you were great in high school and college. But mm-hmm. that's what the with the old CBA. That's what it was. The first. 10 picks, 8 picks got life-changing wealth immediately upon entering the league without even playing a single down. Some guys phased out because of that. Some people could never live up to the expectation of getting more money than a lot of the veterans that were in the locker room. This guy just fucking broke all the records. That a boy, AJ! AJ. Hey, I want to know, though, Darius... Whereas was Darius and his agents, do you think they they had similar thoughts for themselves and they saw this... This over this forty guaranteed to Warner and thought, okay, hey, we were going to try to get sixty. Like we were definitely still on track. Or like, what do you think they? I, I wonder where they were at if this was about what they thought was going to happen. It would be funny to hear 
the brainstorming session between Darius Leonard and his people or the presentation and however involved Darius is. There's some guys that are very involved. There's some guys that aren't involved, depending on that. But them putting over, like, let's say they said $45 million. Yeah. And as soon as the number comes out 40, they're like, we told you. Like, I bet you the agents are almost doing, like, a victory. Line. Like, mm-hmm. we, hey, we are never going to lead you astray. Okay, we told you exactly what it's going to be. We are exactly on course. What if they were wrong, though? What if they're like, we think we can get you $25 million guaranteed. Oh, yeah. And Darius sees this. He's like, who? Hey, oh, you're fucking fired. See you later. Hey, eight iron, huh? Well, you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> get off. Get out of here. Like, that is, that would be funny to see which way that potentially went there. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, I just have a little tidbit. Uh, When this news came out, my brain immediately goes to gambling. You guys talked about Aaron. Aaron said he's potentially the best middle linebacker in the league. Well, then he and Darius had a conversation literally a week later. Correct. You talked about how the 49ers are probably going to be good. The defense is going to be that team. Uh, Plus 9,000. He's the 30th best odds to win defensive player of the year. If you put $25 down like I did... You could win almost twenty three hundred potentially. You know, it's good value. Shout out! That's why you wow. always have a degenerate Italian mm-hmm. around to get money on that type of situation. Connor, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say you got to be pumped for Darius Strickland because he's going to be the top dog. I mean, with what happened with Trent Williams after the Bakhtiari deal, you know he's going to get you know forty and ten thousand bucks just to be that top guy ahead of. Or Warner. it might be the same. Like it won't be less than that. No way. So that's uh, it, it. Won't be less than that. That plus nine thousand as you were. As as he was explaining that, I was thinking about that. That's a lot of twenty-five bucks for how much? To win twenty-two seventy-five, I believe it is. Okay, that's on FanDuel Sportsbook right yeah. now. Futures NFL NFL futures player props NFL defense player. There. Last linebacker was Keekley. Yes, but Pat, do you really think? Are you capable of placing a futures bet? You know, you have no idea. Nine guy? months from now, that you place the bet. Yeah, what's this guy? What are you talking about? He must forget about the NFL season, bro. And also. Whenever a archaic bet shows up in your settled and it has a fucking green thing on it's like, of course, I'm from the future, dude. What are we doing here? It's a good time. Now, the live betting is obviously become my thing you know like right before i get a little vibe i'm going i'm hot right now uh not as hard as the hammered down boys and the hammered down boys are mostly the reason why i'm hot right now <laughs> so the information that they leak through their mouths either off air or on air kind of gives me the thing i am not a futures better but when you get something at plus nine thousand, and the guy just paid the biggest got paid the biggest contract in history you can look at that a couple different ways when you get paid that much money and I assume this is how Fred Warner is. John Lynch this is why I paid him. Now it's like, okay, let me go show everybody why I just got paid what I got paid. It's almost like uh, let me let me prove them right. Let me prove John Lynch right that hey, you were correct in paying me all this money. Yeah, and that's that'll lead us. By the way, that's why you're such a good host of this goddamn show on Friday. It was better than any show I've ever listened to of ours. So that's a good transition. Tom Brady actually just said something about that. There are different motivators, right? There's different motivators. There's some people who, you know, we've seen the the extremes of it. Michael Jordan, this guy made something up, put it on his shoulder, chip on his shoulder, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, is how you're motivated. Then there's some people who look at it in a positive fashion. They're like, I'm going to prove the people that have backed me right. Like, hey, you're... 
uh, support of me has not been, you know, misguided or misfound here. You are right. I'm going to prove you right. That's a very positive way. I, I tend to have both. I think I, I'm kind of a both. Tom Brady also. I didn't know. I'm happy to hear that Tom Brady is also one of those. He talked to uh, Gray from Boston Herald. Um, oh, yeah. He's the best. Gray? Oh, yeah. Gray's a, he's a guy. Gray. First name or last name? Last name. Yeah. So Mr. Gr- Mrs. Gray? Uh, Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray uh, talked to Tom Brady. And Gray pumped Brady to reveal the mystery team he called out for going with another quarterback and sticking with that motherfucker as Brady said on the shot Brady didn't bite there's private things for me that are going to remain motivational for me he said they know who they are it's fine everyone has a choice to choose oh situations are situations mm-hmm. I think what you realize is there's not as many smart people as you think amen whenever I read this quote by the way I was like god damn Tom yep. Brady highlight that please highlight that that is beautiful in yes. powerful positions is what he should have continued to say that's just a reality I think it'd be a no brainer if you said hey you've got a chance to get Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team oh we don't need him no thanks we're good Somebody <laughs> yeah. in my mind I'm kind of thinking okay let me go show those teams what they're missing at the same time let me go prove to the team that did bet on me and the team that really showed they really wanted me and committed to me that I'm not going to let them down. Now, with Tom Brady saying that motherfucker and everything we have heard about Tom Brady, let's assume he takes the negative as much more of a motivator as the positive, but I do like that he has also said and also... Tampa deserves a little. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, It's a beautiful thing as we get a chance to continue to learn about Tom Brady, the greatest competitor people are saying to ever exist. So I like every once in a while, it's like when a golfer hits a shank, I feel like relatable to somebody that is, I am not relatable to. And this is one of those moments. Yeah. Anytime Tom is relatable, it's cool because he does seem so just everything he does seems to be, I don't know, like he just does things the right way. He's how he speaks. He doesn't seem to, to, to misspeak too much. I don't know what it is about him. He has something, but I think it's, I think a lot of people probably have a mixture of both. You know, guys that are strictly only motivated by, hey, I, no one's against me. Like everyone, I'm going to prove all the haters wrong. Like, you know, that gets very old very fast. I think it's exhausting too. It's easy to fall into that and just, it is pretty motivating, you know, to try to prove people wrong, I guess. But I think if you try to do that 100% of the time, you're going to burn out. I agree. I agree. You have to. Now, I used to be somebody just spurned by spite, you know, like that. (laughs) I was very much. Powerful. But it's a very powerful thing. You become very committed, I think, and very dedicated and it, it... but it is exhausting and you don't enjoy your life as much that way because now you're literally only looking for the negatives mm-hmm. that is what you're trying to do and the negatives are the things that are going to propel you to a place that you didn't think you could get without them but whenever you're seeking the negative because there's already so much i think it kind of affects everything you do you the 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 exhausted thing is a funny way to describe it because it's that's legit like it is like all right and mentally I, like it, me- yeah. mentally you just tire out i feel like but also, I think if you're all negative, like, all like, hey, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I think there's also at some points there's like there's selfish aspects of that. It's hard to be a great teammate when all you're thinking about is like, oh, everyone's against me. I'm going to prove them wrong. When, yeah, you should probably also think about your teammates, too. Like, how can I improve everybody around me? Because we know like the best players, the best athletes in any sport, they make everyone around them better. Yeah, because that celebration after a win is what it's all about. And are you celebrating because fuck everybody, or are you celebrating because look what we did? You yeah, know? like that. There's there's two different people that I have. You know, I think we've all seen. There's people that are happy after a win because they think a check is coming. 
You know, like, mm-hmm. and by the way, that's how they got into the NFL. Good for them. That is their motivator. That is their driver. But then there's people, and I think, AJ, I'd assume you were a part of this crew, as was I, which is what we loved about the whole thing. It's like, hey, man, this is fucking awesome. And it's like, there's not even a bit, for a moment in time there, there is zero business thought. There is zero injury thought. There is zero anything. It's that moment where everybody's like, I cannot believe what we were able to accomplish right there. Like, that is... Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. And I do believe the people that are only negative chip stackers, uh, they miss those things, I think. I don't think they fully enjoy those moments. And well, those guys they missed, they missed it. They missed a good Don't thing. you think those are the guys that after the game, they're sitting in their locker, like cutting their tape off, and they look just super pissed still. And they're like, I told him. I tried to tell him, like, don't mess with me. I'm like, all right, bud. Well, hey, just trying to give you a little hug, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a coach is trying guy. to give you a hug because I've been cussing at you all week and, and yelling at you, and this is the only time I show any affection to you. So let me just get a little hug, bud. We just won a game. No, I, I told you I'm the fucking guy. Should have yeah. been playing me. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. I told him. What I would but do. then like, this hey, is the question though for that person though calm, calm I don't now. think that I don't you can't sustain that because then <laughs> let's say what if you do become the guy then what then you got to build you got to make other mount you got to find other things to come up with. well and you didn't even get to celebrate you yeah. telling everybody you were the guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like didn't you start playing football because it's fun like that's what I try to remind people a lot like hey man we like what we started playing football because it's fun and you like to go run around and hit people with your friends. Why are we making this more serious than it is? Yeah, you're supposed to enjoy stuff, you know. Like, although, hey, you lost out on a couple hundred thousand dollars because of a miscatch or a drop or something. You didn't have your best game. Or there are some people if they didn't have their. And I was, I almost fell victim into it there early, and then I realized like what a like. Vinny would be talking to me, and I had a bad game because early I didn't even really know how to punt. So if I had a good game or a bad game, it was really dependent upon the fucking universe figuring it out. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know why I hit a bad ball, and I didn't know why I hit a good ball. So it wasn't like like there was no answering. Like, why did you have a good game today? Well, fuck, it seemed like I really was hitting it well. Yeah. Why did you have a bad game today? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I'll tell you here in a couple of years once I figure it out. What I learned was my drop was absolutely fucking terrible. It was atrocious. So I was hitting a moving target every single time. Got better. Had to learn that through the entire thing because I wasn't really a punter. But after a couple of games, I'd be like upset. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get cut. You start getting into that whole thing. Uh, I, I'm a, I, there's no reason I'm supposed to be here anyways. Even though we got a big win, we're undefeated that year. There's a couple games earlier where i was like no no and vinatieri was like hey now is not the time to think about that like <laughs> now is the t- now is hey, you think about that and you will think about that. and vinatieri i think was like very real with me too he was like you will think about this and you can't continue to have bad games but right now is not the time like remember that and that was like a cool moment where i was like yeah you're right like what the only reason why i'm showing up to do this is for obviously the money but this moment right here nobody really gets to experience in a lot of other professions it's like that was a cool that was like a very early smack in the mouth almost and what you said to the guy where it's like hey just trying to show you some affection don't talk to you you might as well have a good time like there are some people in the locker room that you need to rely on that's like hey like hey we this is a good thing what just happened it's weird in there though because everybody has different motivators you know when you were it's young a- like that though like did were any of the vets like would guys look at look at you and be like okay well at least he cares you know like he actually cares that he didn't perform well because i mean I, I mean i don't know how many young guys are in there you know laughing and like trying to find cameras if they didn't have a good game but no that's starting that's what i mean like now yeah. you you see it more and more now but like when you guys played like i mean was there any of that like well i mean like yeah you can't be pouting and shit but at least this guy cares so i i would assume that maybe i earned the respect of other people because of how bummed i was but i think at that time 
a lot of people didn't know if I was going to be on the team for a while. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they had Hunter Smith for ten years. Hunter was very good, very athletic. Uh, he was very good. Has a lot of the records. Had a lot of the records for the Indianapolis Colts. And the the thing about it is, I, they were an older team, and he was like with them for a long time as they grew. So I think there was probably some people that didn't think I was going to be around for a while. But maybe I did earn their respect by being a little bit upset. But whenever I miss in practice or something like that, though, they, I mean. Everybody knows that I'm not thrilled. Right. Chuck had to move yeah. an entire practice uh, away from the Huntington Bank kids <laughs> that got to come to training camp because I hit uh, Shank early and dropped a motherfucker. Because like, if I'm trying to do something good and I do bad, I get very, very disappointed with myself. Like very, if I'm not, if I'm just fucking around and it goes bad, I've come to the point where I'm like, ah, I, that, that can happen. But if I'm trying and I'm supposed to be good and they're paying me to be good and there's people here and I am good and I do bad, like I feel good. So it was an immediate fuck, like almost like immediate. It was, it was, it was kind of impressive how I would know before the ball even maybe left my foot that it was going to be bad, <laughs> and there was a fuck coming. And there was Chuck comes over. Do you see who's standing two feet behind you? Because <laughs> we're in the back of the end zone, and it was a bunch of kids or whatever, you know. And I was like, "Well, listen, they, they came and saw like, <laughs> me work, dude. Like this is." <laughs> yeah. And so he they moved, have a story now. They, they have a story they can take home. It is. And he moves the drill. Okay, he goes Jesus, and he just slides <laughs> the drill up away from them or whatever. But I think like those moments in practice, whenever they saw me trying to figure it out, I think that's where you earn the respect. After the games, you can't act like a jackass. And AJ, you might have you might have a story for this as well. I knew we were fucked one year, and we had a pretty good team, but we were fucked. We lost bad. Somebody came on the plane, sunglasses on, music playing out of their phone, and yelled at some, somebody that played for our team, yelled at somebody else across the plane that they owed him money from a dice game that happened in the locker room before the game or something like that. And I was like, well, we're fucked, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this team's gonna stink. So nobody even really cares. All right, this is awesome. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Robert Mathis, though, heard it, and he was like, Hey, that that ain't how we fucking get down around here. Like it was, it was a it was a pretty. There was a players only meeting that happened after that, I believe, and the team did well, but it wasn't like I did, I knew at that moment like this team probably, and I was lucky to be there. Let's. Uh, I am. I think the reason why I potentially do okay talking about football is because I was a spectator, a fan in an NFL team for a lot. Like what our team did ultimately, if we were losing. I was not going to go out there and make a play for us to win, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we were down in the fourth quarter, there is literally nothing that me nor him and Ed here, <laughs> seller in the stadium, uh -huh. could do, right? I'm just sitting there, like, hoping, like, hey, let's, let's figure this out. So I think I have that perspective on a lot of things. And those, as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, well, I've been around some good teams. Been around some great teams. I don't think I've ever been around a team like this. This one's <laughs> fucked. And it was the next day, players only meeting, full conversation. And that's it. There's the, after the games, you can learn a lot about people. You can learn their motivators. You can learn maybe what they care about, what they don't care about. But as soon as you learn that that person potentially doesn't care that they lost or the team lost or got embarrassed, maybe, that's when you're like, okay, this is not somebody we necessarily would love to have on our team anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that's the culture thing that all coaches are trying to find a way to build. So it's always good to have to get a nice mixture of some vets that have been around, have won and lost, and then some young guys that are always going to be coming in. I, there's Every once in a while, there we'd lose a game, and you'd be on the bus about to go to the airport. And, you, you know, you sit on the bus forever, I feel like, yeah. after you get out, out of there uh, on the way game. And they're always, like, 
it seems like anytime you lose, there always be one or two idiots in the back on speakerphone, super loud. It's like when someone comes on the plane, like you're on a commercial flight and someone is on speakerphone at, be, before they shut the door and there's super loud conversation. I'm like, you know, you can just put that up to your ear, bud. Like, you don't need, like, if you really need to be on the phone right now after we just got blasted and every coach is, is on suicide watch and we're all about to get cut, like, you don't need to be talking super loud on the speakerphone to one of your family members back home talking about the four plays that you got in on special teams, how you got screwed. Yeah, that's, that's where you start to like go, all right. So he's motivated to be here by cash, but he doesn't know how to handle himself in this situation, obviously. Do we go talk to him or do we just say, hey, this guy got to get the fuck out of our building? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very... It's Some a, guys can figure it out, too. Like they're not, If someone does that, they're not screwed. Like I've seen guys yes. figure it out, too. They just grow up and you naturally kind of mature. And like, oh, yeah, man, when I was young, I was an idiot. Like that's, it happens. Guys grow out of it. Just like me, by the way, when I was like upset after I had a bad game, but the team had just won, it was like I was a young idiot there. It's like, yo, be upset tomorrow, dude, when you're potentially getting fired. But the, <laughs> now is not the time. All right, we got a, we got a celebration to, to be had here. This doesn't happen often, Pat. And little did they know that just two years later, we'd almost lose every single game. Ah. Yeah, we were in the Super Bowl. They were almost undefeated just two years later. Almost completely defeated. It, they were right whenever they said, <laughs> Pat, we're not just going to waltz back into the Super Bowl. And uh, these wins are not just easy. to they, they were not lying. So I, I'm very thankful I listened to those fine gentlemen. The... Um, the after the game act. Well, I'll just go through the after the game routine. So the equipment managers have to move everything out of the stadium that they had to move in. The athletic trainers have to move everything out of the stadium that they moved in. So it's like taking down an entire concert, basically, but the, the music act has to wait for that all to get packed. Yeah. And then it gets driven. And then, by the way, everything now has to get unloaded into the plane. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of shit. That's why these on-location training camps are starting to dwindle down, I believe, because the amount of work it takes. And they probably overdo it. Maybe that's what people say. Don't need this. Don't need this. What the NFL sends on the road to places is it's so many crates. I mean, it is just one after another. It has to be up to standard. So the after-the-game routine, there's a lot of sitting around, hanging around. And if you lose... If you're in the wrong bus or around a, the wrong group of people on a bus, that is fucking miserable. I mean, it is a terrible time to be alive, especially if you get caught in one of those groups that maybe doesn't care as much. And I got this because special teams, you know, special teams, there's a, normally the bus is either offense, defense, special teams, or one, two OGs are, are in one place. Like there's just, it's a very interesting coordinated thing. If you get caught up in a bus that is filled with people that don't care that you just lost and you have to sit in there for like 45 minutes and then you get to the TSA check-in where everybody, all the OGs are not thrilled, okay? They're not necessarily upset. It's just a, that's a fascinating time to be alive after those games whenever you have to head back home. It's like a five-hour flight maybe. I mean, it's fucking weird. It is, the coaches are miserable. Coaches the coaches are all on suicide. What he said, the coaches are all, it's almost over. Then they start drinking. It's just getting to the next game is a massive thing. How you handle yourself is a big part of your career. It's crazy, AJ. It's a crazy, it's crazy fucking sport. You talked hey, about that one guy who got booted for rapping on the plane. Did anyone ever get booted just for like shooting the shit after a game or not really caring? Or? I think they just get judged differently, right? Don't you think, AJ? Eventually, yeah, they get judged differently. I guess they pay more attention and they may eventually get cut. It's not like, hey, you... Hey, you were talking on your phone after we lost. Uh, You're out of here. But no, if you continue to do that, then 
most likely you're not going to be a great player either. Yeah, because you're, yeah, the attention to detail is probably lacking. There's probably other things that are lacking if you're self-awareness in those situations. Now, there are some people that don't take losses like super hard. There's people who are like professional, we got to move on. We're, we're referring to the people that have no self-awareness. Anybody that's been on an NFL team knows this person that exists and just be bopping around because they made a tackle on special teams. Now, granted, huge night for that person. Yeah. That person got a chance to live out their NFL dream. They got a paycheck. They're probably going to get another one. They're not getting cut this week, which happens to a lot of people. So it's that fine balance of like... Wait till you get home to celebrate with your family, if that's the case, if you're that person. But the other awkward thing about losing a road game, and I I, I doubt as many locker rooms now have it, but there was multiple away locker rooms where we, our assistant coaches, would shower with the players after the game. And that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like, coaches have their own locker rooms for at your facility and at home games and then away games if you lose there's like 14 shower heads for everybody on the team and coach and staff and trainers to take a shower so you're shuffling through and you're sitting there and all of a sudden you look up and you know your position coach is next to you and he's just staring at you like like oh, are we gonna you're gonna sit here and berate me naked in the shower with all these people around you like, yeah well we may chat about the game a little bit it's pretty awkward yeah we got to get better you know so, uh, <laughs> what happened uh what happened on that third down? The call just didn't come in or what? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe we should chat about this later, coach. I need a towel. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. That's real. I just, in my head, I just thought of like an 80-year-old coach we had. That yeah. Was just shuffling down in there. <laughs> Tom Moore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Standing next I mean, to Tom Moore. There was a numerous. That coaching staff. They had some OGs on that coaching staff. Some retired, some have passed away since. Rest in peace to them. And then the other ones are just down there in Tampa winning Super Bowls <laughs> with Tom Brady. Yeah. They're having a time of their life down there. Good for them. Bruce Arians, what he was wearing to that White House yesterday oh, man. was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. He did not care at all. He just got off the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Tom Brady cut an entire, like, hot five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. This guy's the best, dude. Couple Comedian. presidential jokes. Yeah. Yeah, he had a sleepy Tom joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. He had a 40% joke. I mean, this guy. Tom says, I've been here so many times now. Let's spice this one up. Yeah, I'm going to open it up a little bit. <laughs> Did he practice it? Was he reading? No. No, I don't think. I think no, he, he wasn't was reading. off the cuff. Let's go! Yeah, right. Hey, he had like to have he some thoughts. Yeah. I'd imagine he had some thoughts. Okay, in his head yeah, going. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up with it. Yeah, I assume he had like an outline, but that's good speaking. Like, it's if, great. Yeah. At the White House, yeah, I would say it's a pressure-packed situation. You did a great job, Tom. And if he nailed his jokes, too, mm-hmm. think about it. Just no. in the zone up there, seventh Super Bowl, just, you know, in there, just boom, hop, boom, hop, boom. Tom Brady's the most relatable guy of all time. No, the same He's people. Coolest guy. Is he, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the coolest guy of all time. Obviously, we saw that at the match. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. All right and people couldn't even recognize it early throughout the entirety of it. I think we said, oh, fuck, cool. Maybe coolest high guy of all time. He's a cool guy. Maybe coolest high guy with massive legs of all time. (laughs) Right there. Tom, though, I think is trying his best to be like, I think you guys had me all wrong. I think as soon as I retire, guess what I'm going to do? Probably just wherever the fuck I want. I'll do Space Jam 3. Uh (laughs) Oh, yeah, he probably will. And it might be a little different than the bronze. But let's keep in mind, Brady was just in the SB skit talking about Rodgers. The line he had in that, I believe, was himself. Same people who were writing Sleepy's lines before Brady got up there wrote Tom's lines, okay? So don't get me started about Tom off the cuff with all these jokes because there's no way. Okay, he's a hater, obviously. I'm just telling you. Look at him. He's got a Mac Jones. 
yeah. shirt on. Yeah. That's right, I do. And a Patriots That's hat right. on. That's right. Let's go, Mac. It's your time. He did for you. Yeah, whatever. In the past, who cares? Hey, Connor, he's a buccaneer now. I'm not cheering for the fucking guy. Hey, what happened? What do I look like? This is quite a change. You're pulling for the Bucks. What do I look like? Yeah, I'm pulling for the Bucks because I don't got a horse in the race. I got a horse in the race with the Patriots. I'm not rooting for Tom Brady. Oh, cool. Hey, good jokes, Tom. Really funny, buddy. (laughs) Guess what? I don't care. I'm not going to Brady for comedic relief. Okay, I am. No, you're not. I am now. I'm learning now that I should. Yeah, oh, yeah. ridiculous. You should go to the guy who wrote his joke. I bet. I bet Bill Burr wrote Brady's jokes for him. That's Belichick. <laughs> Belichick doesn't have time for jokes. He's got time for football. That's why New England's winning the Super Bowl this year. Baby. Let's go. <laughs> Sights on seven. I was surprised to see today that for your 50 days post, you did choose to put up AJ instead of McCorkle Jones. Well, no, I'm not putting up McCorkle Jones because his number hasn't been established. No, it's yet. 50. W- it's in all the pictures. I, I wanted to put the best number 50 in the NFL's history, A.J. Hawk. Unfortunately, he was supposed to help me out with a little video. He said, Connor, go fuck yourself. I said, okay, maybe, 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 maybe next time. That's what you did to Tom, though. So. Yeah. Well, it's you true. Know, Tom left me. Maybe you get A.J. for 47. I, that's what I said. I right. said, hey, put that OSU bucket on and let's get after <laughs> it. That's what I told him. So we'll see if he comes through. Why'd you tell him to go fuck himself? What's I up? didn't. I meant to. I told him, text me, text me to remind me. And last night, I, I didn't do it. And he texted me this morning. I was already gone. I didn't get home until no, it was just 1130 or something. So I told him that. I mean, my bad, Connor. Yeah, I don't whatever. know exactly if it's going to. I don't. Whatever you want me to do for the video, I don't think it's going to give you the juice that you really think it may. Do. Yeah, well, you're appearing in it. That's enough juice already. You're, there you go. I don't Alan think I can juice bring the juice hawk. that he needs. I'm saying whatever Connor needs me to bring some juice to the video, I cannot manufacture that fake energy for the video, I don't think. Don't, right. don't need any fake, fake energy. Fake. I just need you in an OSU bucket, and I need you to look to the right of the camera and say, there's 47 days till NFL football. That's it. Well, it might be tough because he's in an Ohio State jersey, so we need you to emphasize, just like Roger Goodell, NFL football. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Like when he was in his basement. Hey, that's TV. I watch NFL, NFL football. football. <laughs> Every Sunday. <laughs> maybe throw a click clack in there, too. For yeah. old time's sake. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, well, oh, you, is that a Thursday? Because that could be throwback Thursday. Oh, perfect. And countdown. I don't Boom. know if it falls on a Thursday or not. Today's 50, so 47 nah. is around mm, Monday. Nah. Nah. Mm. Way back Monday, man. Way back yeah. Monday. Yeah. Massive flashback Monday. Yeah, it is a massive one, isn't it? Hey, so sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that if you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. I mean, if you love cooking and serious about cooking, don't you think the tools that you're utilizing to cook should be top of the line? Maidens. Cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands and thousands of the world's best chefs. We have their products here. The guys have been trying them out and love them. We're cutting meat, what, cheese, what, lie, what, they love Made-In's cookware and kitchenware products here in the office, and Made-In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the stupid markup. Made-In products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Life time guarantee on your made-in product. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from stovetop to the oven. And their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Are you kidding me? 
They have 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Maiden, better cookware for better meals. Go to maidencookware.com forward slash pat and use promo code pat for 15% off your first order. That's M-A-D-E-I-N-C-O-O-K-W-A-R-E.com forward slash pat. Use promo code pat, get 15%. Off your first order of made-in cookware and kitchenware products that have a lifetime guarantee and make your world a lot easier around the kitchen. Firmware conversation like oh, a week and a half ago. Yeah, What's really? firmware? Yeah, well, that's like your uh, your thing that's protecting the shit. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. out there doing uh, firewalls, basically. Okay, okay. I got smartened up to a firmware that we had to change because the uh, thing was getting sent to somewhere and needed to get sent to somewhere else, and it didn't accept our potential firewall into their potential firewall. Our firewalls couldn't get along. Oh. Yeah. So we had to there. change our potential firmware, which then led to a couple of our internet, which is like, wait a minute. I think your fucking firewall needs to figure out how to make it work with our firewall because yes. we took down our, we changed our firewall and guess what? Shit started happening. Mm-hmm. So we're going back to our firewall. What we need your f- firewall to do, figure it the fuck out. Figure it mm-hmm. out. Hell yeah. Sounds like a whole bunch of baloney. Yeah. And this is one of those things that I get to uh, be a part of, which is very cool is these conversations that happen amongst these people who are specialty in different operators of the world. Like, for instance, you talk to a lawyer, like a lawyer is going to tell you something that you are forced to talk to another lawyer so that lawyers can keep lawyers in business. So that is that is something that just happens. And lawyers are needed, right? Of course. Sure. They, they, they are sure. absolutely needed. I do believe that is the case in situations they are. But that whole thing, when you start talking to a tech person and they start getting into their tech jargon with other tech people, oh, man, it is awesome to listen to. It is like everybody's trying to out-tech the other tech person because there's not a lot of tech wars. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's not a lot of tech games. You don't really get a chance to compete with other tech people about your tech knowledge unless you're in a tech conversation. As somebody, just like in the NFL, is a casual watcher of said tech game that is happening amongst the tech folks, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, it was probably our fault that that thing dropped out because I believe we're having a little bit of issue with the firmware situation. Oh, the firewall still, we still got issues. Well, I think it. we're in the middle of transferring over. You can't just do it, I guess. It's not just one of those things that can just like, you can't just pick up the wall and then build and another put a wall. new one. You can't just build the wall. Really? Okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there is a process to the entire thing, but it's been quite a, it's been quite a little dosey dough with technology behind the scenes. And obviously we're thankful for everybody that figures that out that is much smarter than than I am for sure. And is AJ back? No. So is it? So we're starting his router right we now. We might have got uh, the fireball. The firewall is so good it had the uh, Game of Thrones dragon wall. Oh yeah. We're just, nobody's allowed in. Maybe he got to call our firewall. I think and tell him we can let him back in. So that's his firewall then that won't cooperate with our firewall. Well, is I that? think his firewall can't penetrate our firewall. Well, rightfully so. Nobody should be able to penetrate our firewall. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I think our firewall is having a little bit of a moment where it doesn't want to be friendly or play well with others. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's kind of lashing out, spitting fire at other firewalls. Yeah, but this particular firewall that we have is back, you know, because it was taken out. Oh, yeah. That's it, was put back, it was put back into Home Depot or wherever the hell else walls are potentially mm-hmm. stored at. Of course. To, for this other wall that was able to operate nice. Our firewall is notoriously not nice firewall. It does oh, yeah. not Place operate no well games. with other firewalls. Can't be. Now that we're kind of breaking it down, so 
this might be one of those situations where the firewall is back in the war and doesn't know who's ally and who's enemy at this particular oh, time. Okay. So can we build a gate through our firewall to allow friendlies a la AJ Hawk into the firewall? Or yeah. is that Yeah, and we, we put that gate down over the moat of fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because castles have a moat of water. Uh-huh. Right. And I did attempt at one point to get a moat in my house in Indianapolis and have sharks in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was an actual phone call that happened. Turns out pretty expensive. Damn it. Yeah, to keep the sharks alive in saltwater in Indiana, I guess, is quite a feat. Really? Uh, no contractor I called that was going to dig the moat was able to really give me a firm answer on whether or not those sharks would survive. Not a very gritty animal. Well, wow. I just think it's certain type of water and potentially yeah. with me handling it. Yeah. I, and there's no sun here, so who knows how cold that thing's going to get. You were going to have to, I mean, you would have been dumping 15 to 20 bags of Morton salt into that thing <laughs> yeah. every single day, if not like five, six times a day. I had well water. At that same house. Oh! So I did have to dump the salt into the uh, water... Softener? Holder thing, Uh whatever it was. So I'm not... I'm no stranger to saltening up some water. Mm -hmm. But... I think that was a part of a litany of reasons on why the moat wasn't going to work that particular time. In the future, I am looking at some places that potentially already have a moat in, built in, naturally. Yeah, potentially. This is dreams. These are things that you kind of put up on a big board and say, you know what, the moat may be not great in Indianapolis, but at this particular house, looks like I could get a fucking moat. Yeah. And that would be pretty cool, especially because I think that's where um, the pole vault started, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's where the pole vault started. Imagine, moat, I might yeah. be an Olympian if I have to get out of a moat to leave every single day. Something to think about. But anyways, this, the moat's normally water. The firewall, it's just, it is a moat of fire. Bunch of fire. Yeah, so I'm not sure we can just put a gate down, because okay. gates normally would. That would burn. Burn up. But I think we should potentially put a little spot of the fire where we put the uh, we put the fire out. You yeah. know, so oh, okay, AJ sure. can come okay. in, and then we put the fire back in there. Maybe so even a zip line or something. But what about a river monster in your, uh, your moat instead of a shock? That shell fucked me up. River, River monsters? monsters? Yeah, I, I can't go in water. I can't see the ground in those. Yeah. Smart. It's terrifying. Not that I ever really could, but people love the lakes and everything like that. Oh. You're not going to catch me getting in that goddamn lake. I, I, people like to float around or whatever. On River Monsters, some, some fish going to swim right in your penis. Yeah, yeah, that's right, in the Amazon. Well, it could be anywhere. Really? If that fish exists there, don't you think any potential place could... They'll find a new fish out of somewhere. They're like, how have we been around this long and we haven't seen this fish? Oh, because we know nothing, basically, down there. I mean, we know less about the what ocean... That? That's right. ...than we do space. Bingo. Which is wild. The space is endless. So what's that say about the ocean? That is one of those bullshit things that everybody's just agreed upon forever and ever and just said, yeah, that sounds right. It's not. <laughs> it's not right. We know less about the goddamn space than we do about the ocean. But all the ocean people, which I respect, I love the ocean, we should invest more into the ocean. It is very important. But we know a lot about that fucking thing, okay? I've been in it. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, I'm a nobody who's very dumb. I've been in the ocean. I can tell you how it feels. I can tell you. You know what I can't? Space. Yeah. Mm-mm. Does anybody know where the hell it is? No. Anybody know what's it? No. Maybe. Now that we're finding out about everything going on. So I think that's one of those sayings that the super smarts have just kind of spread without really ever thinking about it because it, it, it does spotlight a real issue, which is we need to focus on the oceans a little bit more. Ask your guy. What's that? Ask your guy. Who? Avatar's been delayed 37 years because Jimmy Cameron's been down there trying to figure out the ocean. Well, True. When Avatar 2 comes out, which it will, 
It ain't gonna be a dud like Space Jam. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Way. Oh, no Space way. Jam, to, and it's tough for sequels. Oh yeah, sequels are not normally bangers, okay? Because it's trying to live up to the nostalgia of the first one, and the first one's so good. That's why. Guess what? They're making the second one, so you're automatically competing against a movie that was good enough that everybody wanted another one of. So that is a tough feat. Dumb and Dumber tried it. Dumb and Dumber was a movie that I absolutely love. They tried it like that thing. They, they should have kept that one in the whole stock. Yep. Okay, there's a lot of things we can go on Anchorman. There is a lot that you can kind of go through in my realm of things. Comedy. There's a couple bangers though. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Hangover was able to do it a couple yeah. times. Uh-huh. They were able to make magic. Space Jam was going to be tough to begin with, and I did catch some of the parts that I slept through the night before yesterday with the wife. Oh, nice. Okay. So, what do you think? I will say. All right. I think LeBron should have had a little bit more say in the creative. I think the writers led him astray, just like his teammates weren't good enough to get him a championship, okay? <laughs> LeBron is ready to be a king. LeBron is ready to be Leonardo DiCaprio. LeBron is ready to do a role that's a little bit more suited for LeBron. Mitt said it best. He's such a good dad, it was impossible for him to act like a bad dad the entire yeah. time. We get him in like a rock-like thing or a LeBron James-like thing mm-hmm. where he's actually the coolest guy of all time, smartest guy of all time, best basketball player of all time. He, it's impossible for him to play that insufferable of a guy, of a dad. So like you're he, saying he's not a great actor. I think that was a tough feat. I think that was going to have to be like something that um, maybe Jim Carrey would have to fully transform okay. into. Okay. Or that other super method actor that thought he was Abraham Lincoln. Jared Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, for a while, mm-hmm. which is wild. People do that. What was his name? Uh, Jared Leto. He, there's an, name, but there's, there's another, another guy. guy. Yes. And obviously that has caused some actors to, I mean, there's a lot of conversations about Joker. Yeah. Uh, because Heath of Ledger. Uh, mm-hmm. Jared Leto, but Heath Ledger was so much into it that they say that kind of changes entire life. Oh, yeah. I think for LeBron, and that's obviously much further down, and this is not something we should compare because they're nowhere near the same actors. I'm just saying, tough for LeBron to buy into being that big of a douche, I think. That's my take okay. on it. So it's it, not LeBron's fault. <laughs> I don't know. No. I'll tell you what, Evan, you're watching it, and it is tough <laughs> yeah. to love. But I think, I think the writers deserve a little bit more you know, blame for why it happened, I think. I mean, I watched the whole thing last night, oh, and listen, I didn't have high expectations going in. I mean, we talked about it yesterday on the show, basically, that it fucking stunk. Mm-hmm. But, boy, that was a fucking awful Jeez. movie. <laughs> it really was, and I like LeBron. I love LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. Just, you're right. I mean, the way it was constructed, like the, and not that, like, the, I mean, the first Space Jam was, but, like, I mean, they didn't even show the goddamn game. You know, what are we doing? in the first Space Jam, like that was like the last third of the movie. In this one, I mean, you get what LeBron shoots a couple jumpers, and that's it, and then it's just over, and he's fucking taking Dom to video game whoa, camp. Whoa, whoa! Spoiler alert! Sorry, whoa. he doesn't have to go to basketball camp. He gets to go to video game camp because LeBron's a great dad. That's, I mean, that's basically how they end the thing. It's but nobody stunk. made it to that point where he's a great dad. Like I yeah. did not make. I, nope. I've tried to see it twice. I've not made it to that point. Well, and, dude, haven't seen it yet. Well, you, don't waste your time. But I mean, there's also a point too where <laughs> late in the game, you know, like. Uh, Don Cheadle's just ripping Dom to shreds. He's like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit. This is your game. You stink." And you know, you can tell he's like, "Hey, I just, I'm just trying to make my dad proud." And they cut to LeBron. He looks over at him. He's like, "Let's fucking step on their necks." He says something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, "Wait a minute! Like this guy is a scumbag in this." And it's not until the last. 15 seconds of the movie that it's like hey actually LeBron isn't a huge dickhead it was unbelievable 
That's what I'm saying. I think LeBron was led astray by the writing. And Dig said earlier that he's not 100% sure if LeBron watched that and knew that he was going to potentially Correct. be – which was wildly aggressive, but I think that's what a lot of people are saying about it. So do you think like he'd be really good in a role like – the way back where like Ben Affleck was a booze bag basketball coach and then he kind of helps everybody out. Like if they do a second one of those with LeBron as the <laughs> head coach, actually, you think perhaps the way back to idea. Like they have LBJ in that maybe. <laughs> you split the atom there. Yeah. That's actually a great I idea. Mean, that's when the sequel, maybe. That'd be yeah. sweet, I feel like. I maybe, feel like that would work. Maybe even better. Genius. Yeah, here we go. Wine Man. bottles clanking around all over the court side. I watched that movie, hey. Before Ben was a big-time booze hound, and he was a player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, went to KU, didn't he? He could throw it out. He was yeah. a player. I think he went to Kansas. Yeah, he went ride. to Kansas. Played with Bill Self. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Happy he got that thing turned around, though. That was really a really yeah. good story. It but was. What I'm, LeBron was... I mean, he was casted as LeBron James, but I don't think that's LeBron James that he LeBron James should want to be going forward. LeBron James should want to change his name in every movie and be the same person. It's made a lot of people a lot of money. There's no shame in it. I guess the super thespians might judge you, but there are those same super thespians that are playing the same exact roles as well. They just happen to be a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. The, the LeBron James Lane is those Sprite commercials where he's just locked oh, in. Oh, those are good. Hey, where he's the shop when he's just, hey, he's good in there. Mm -hmm. He's great in there. What they portrayed him as was tough to like, especially because he's LeBron James in present day. So it's like tough to separate, yeah. you know, the artist from the art. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't You're telling me he's not a big enough star to go to those writers and say, hey, I need you guys to write. He's well, young in the game. He doesn't I, know. That's See, what I'm thinking. But that is what's interesting is I'm assuming his production company was the one that put up a decent amount of money to get this financed. So I don't know why the fuck he wasn't more hands-on with this thing. Well, what if, what's that, Dick? I think he was. That's the, that's the just, scary part. He just thought he looked awesome. Well, no, I don't think he read okay the script. With, I don't think he read the script. I think he showed up the first day and they were just like, hey, Bron. Trust it me, would be very off-brand for LeBron not to have self-awareness. Very off-brand. <laughs> what is your deal? I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say something about him not reading. That guy loves to read. Oh, you yeah, think he, does. You think he read reading. the first page of the script? No. And then the last page of the script. No! He read the whole thing, just like all those other books that they happened to catch him on the first page of. Well, that's the problem. He's running a book club. Yeah. You guys don't even know. He's out there taking pictures with these books just to let the LeBron James book club know, hey, this is what we're going to start reading guys. now. He's, he's doing a table of contents club, okay? He's not getting anywhere past what the title of each chapter is, okay? So maybe he went through the script and just said, oh, okay, act one seems cool, act two, act three, act four. Sure, fuck it. I'll do the movie. I don't care. But also, I think there's a massive chance he thought, holy fuck, I crushed it. I'm the guy. No, I might win a goddamn I don't think that's best actor. I genuinely do, because why else would he do it? Hey, in between these four lines, it's work, baby. That was a real line. I agree. Probably was a real line, but don't need, uh, like, if I'm LeBron, that's, why is that the movie we're doing? Is, is there not a different avenue we could do in Space Jam? Isn't there something with, there had to be some way that LeBron could save the world, right? I mean, there, yeah. had, there had to be some way uh -huh. in, a, in a bigger way, and that just wasn't the case, which, by the way, I respect that LeBron was okay with that. Hey, I could be the bad guy. Oh. LeBron's okay being a bad guy. So yeah. you're thinking bad maybe guy. instead he delivers like a two-mile blaze pizza to the world and everyone gets to eat forever. <laughs> 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 and he just solves world hunger and everyone gets to eat forever off of blaze pizza? Bingo. That's by the way, idea. I've heard Blaze Pizza is fantastic. It's so quick. It could save the world if it had to. That's why with every how, how good everything has basically been. 
So I don't understand why the biggest thing in the most promoted thing in the everything that was kind of pushed on the front of everything is not yeah. the best thing that I have seen. So what do we know, though? Joining us uh, after rerunning the Internet at his house, I think his entire Internet system went down. Who would have guessed that yeah, it was his I'm fault? In. I actually thought it was ours with the way things have been going. It was absolutely his fault that the show went off on that entire tangent. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. What happened? I, I have no idea. You know, there's saboteurs all over the place Jeez, messing with yeah. my upload speed. So we'll see what happens. You think somebody potentially went over and just turned off your internet? I think they did remotely from somewhere. Yeah, they know I deal with Connor. They know his conspiracy theory. Oh, see, I mean, so you go down, you try to take us down. Yeah, man. come on. There's no reason to do that. Just going. You so know, I, I missed a Space Jam conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was Ty I watched first, it. Like, uh, I saw about four minutes of it. My, my two uh, oldest boys watched it last night i saw the part where the ball hit the kid in the face and lebron said what it's my favorite meal or something yeah he looked like a child there i think they really set him up to look terrible don't you don't you think just in the first four minutes that you watched and we just got off this full discussion so i don't want to i don't want to hammer it home too much i would like your thought on it though that lebron james highlights of lebron james in real life LeBron James' story, basically, through his entire thing. LeBron James' residence, present day. It's like, okay, so this is LeBron James. And then that first scene is, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole, dude. Okay, this guy, what is the... That was tough. I think that was just a tough thing for him to do. I respect, he's like, I'll play the bad guy if that's going to make a better story. But I think the biggest takeaway is like, what happened out there, Bron Bron? Yeah, but I, I mean, I assume there's some kind of story arc where he comes around and he sees the light because I, I, when I when I ended up having to leave the room was when LeBron was putting his wave cap on to go to bed and his wife told him, you need to spend more time like non-basketball activities, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And by the way, the way that bed is in the middle of that room. Yeah. yeah. LeBron would never do that. Why? He just wouldn't. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He just wouldn't do that. I just didn't buy it. I said, you know what? You don't think he was playing his character good enough? I didn't. I didn't. I, LeBron's bedroom wouldn't look like that. Get out of here. Was it? Well, you didn't like it? I mean, it was a very odd-looking bedroom. Was there a lot of pictures of himself in it? No, it was just windows. Oh, yeah, definitely wouldn't be his. What is your fucking deal? I I didn't know you hated Braun. I didn't know that was the case. You're not a Braun fan? I didn't know that. Um... You're you, not, Tony. Don't even try to make would, something up, dude. Would you not shotgun a beer with LeBron? This could have been the greatest movie on Earth, and Tony would have hated it. No. Foxy, okay. Foxy is a LeBron. I, yeah. by the way, noted LeBron guy. I yeah. love LeBron. Okay. I do. I do. Uh, but, but as, a bas- as a basketball player. Okay. Right. As a basketball player. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I'm a little... <laughs> me too, by the way. Yeah. And, I mean, he's made some decisions off the court that I think he is trying to piss off people it seems like after being around people that hate him and watching him through their eyes I'm like oh I can see why oh I could see why oh I can see why but I'm like hey this guy unbelievable rising this whole thing Foxy, have you seen the movie? Because you're a big LeBron fan as no, well. No, I haven't. Yet. Uh, it's bad, dude. Do it, dude. And I know that coming from you because I figured you'd find the good in this thing, and they, I haven't heard a single good thing. So the animations were so good, but they just dumped them all on at the screen at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. It was like you know, like overload almost of incredible shit. But I mean, it was to shame. I guess it's going to lose a bunch of money. Outkick is reporting that. Space Jam will not be allowed to be shown in China. (laughs) So that's going to lose. Yeah, Clay Travis reported that this morning. I'm not sure if it's real or not. I just, because he said. It is real. It's interesting that Emperor Cena got his his film to be able to show over there, but LeBron couldn't get his. All right. So. (laughs) 
What's so funny, AJ? Please take please take Nick with you to the next SmackDown. <laughs> I, I can't. There he is. The uh, Nick is obviously just representing you know some people course, that are out there, obviously. But yeah, so I guess they're saying that's going to lose him a couple hundred million over there, and um, you know that's they. Wait, why can't they play it over there? They yeah, said no. Say. It, if you, I don't know all the execs because I just read, I saw Clay's tweets as I was coming in here, and I was like, that is fascinating, actually. And he was talking about how nobody else was reporting it, so I couldn't really find, because, you know, everything we have to know is coming from something. It's like, all right, is there a counterpoint potentially to this or a, a further explanation? I wasn't able to do that. But his projections were from wherever he was. I'm assuming he got his information from somebody as well. He just got bought by Fox, I think, a couple, mm. uh, m- maybe months ago. Congrats to him for that. But he he basically said, going to lose a couple hundred million. This movie is going to lose a lot of money. It's interesting whenever that that now is going to get into the Jordan-LeBron conversation. Yeah. And it's going to go that whole thing. I mean, it is. It's a wild time to be on planet Earth, AJ. I mean, he... LeBron can still sit back and be like, I don't care if you guys don't like it. It was still number one at the box office, right? Opening weekend made thirty some million dollars. And if it's not getting into China, it doesn't make doesn't, I guess, become it make as much money as other movies because it didn't get into China. That's not LeBron's fault, is it? Or is it not in China because of LeBron? Hey, China is a China is just that one name. China. It's like, all right, there yes, is. I mean, that's I used to search like Florida Man. You know, on Twitter? Yeah. I think right now, if you were just to search China, mm-hmm. the things that would happen, it is... I had no idea that hundreds of millions of dollars depended on it. I knew nothing of that when I read... I was like... I, I, eyes why i'm like god i really know nothing outside of what i know basically and and what is that now after yesterday especially probably nothing but i had no idea if if he loses if that movie loses 150 million dollars know that foxy's documentary mm-hmm. about me playing baseball for the washington wild things <laughs> outperformed that thing yeah maybe ten thousand percent maybe a hundred thousand percent do we know how much do we know what the total budget was to shoot the movie 60 million is what clay okay. tweeted 200 million oh, oh 60 million is what it's gonna make so yeah. it was 140 million dollars they spent 200 million dollars on that you the saw cameos. those graphics dude yeah, yeah i know Jesus fucking Christ, LeBron. Did they, are you sure? Is that a real number? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. With the tweets from Clay, I, I, I haven't had anything to really... That's all I saw. But yeah, $200 million, and then it's expected to make 60 to $70 million with that. So it was like 140 It was $150 million production budget. <laughs> and then promotion, by the way, was yeah, massive. Probably another 150 And you got to double it, right? Like if it's 200, you got to make 400 to almost break even, don't you? When it comes to like promotional and marketing and everything that surrounds it? Yeah, so. Probably not double, but I'm sure you got to make a lot yeah, more. Well, that's what Pretty I mean. Close. They Dude. just said that. In, really? Yeah, but I think that should be in the cost of making. Like, yeah, should shouldn't be. it? Shouldn't that be the same? Promotional materials, everything, yeah. Yeah, because that think, is making the I movie. I don't think it is, though. I think there's like the shooting budget, like what it is going to take to actually shoot the movie. On and then, site. Yeah, on site and do all that in post production and shit like that. And then there's also the marketing budget on top of it. And we don't know what the marketing budget is. He's just probably guessing it was $50 million. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I mean, I'm sure it's reported somewhere, I would guess. So as of Sunday, it's made $264 million worldwide, so I think it'll be okay. Oh, okay. okay. So that, those tweets were wrong, which is... Huh. It's a shame. It's the internet game. 
I wonder if China's got something in the works for like Space Jam Three, like the the Legend of Yao Ming or something. Like he's gonna be doing that over is that, there. Is that why it's like, blocked? We're not doing LeBron's movie over here. Is that why what you said? Is that why it's blocked in China? Yeah, because they want to do Space Jam Three. <laughs> they want to have their own. Yeah, exactly. Versus, yeah, they have Sean Bradley one on one. It'd be so sweet. Could you imagine that? What do they call it? Like Thermosphere Game. <laughs> You know, instead of like Space Jam, <laughs> yeah. ther- they just make their own version. <laughs> the Battle of the Thermosphere. They're really the- China's releasing their uh, Thermosphere game <laughs> in two weeks. They knew it. it was a it was a business decision. <laughs> <laughs> so they made two hundred and some million in that first weekend. Oh, smashing success. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's good then. <laughs> okay, so that narrative, as we maybe alleged early, by the way, could have yeah. been completely wrong. Well, and that's why, like with the HBO Max stuff, like how how much money do they get from HBO it, to pretty put it penny? On? Yeah. And did HBO Max pay them per view on that? Thing? Yeah. How's that work with like merch Probably. and toys and all that stuff? That doesn't go into that. Barkbox had two Space yeah. Jam, yeah, they did. Got toys. It's awesome. That's part of promotion, though. That's wait. Doesn't it go to? Does it go to theaters later and not? H- is it off HBO Max coming no. like in a week? No. Or two? It's on HBO Max for a month the day it's released, and then they pull it, and I think it's in theaters as well right now. So HBO Max was just an option for them to stream through. You can license, so mm-hmm. they can license it for a month or something? Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, and, and they probably pay them a certain amount of money per download or per watch because everybody... I became... I mean, I went on to HBO Max to watch it. I couldn't tell you the last time I was on HBO Max, yeah. so there's probably some sort of rev share there. Do, do we know what that money is? Or maybe it was just a fee they paid up front, like $100 million? Well, and I know HBO Max acquired like all of the Warner Brothers library, which this was a Warner Brothers movie, so I want, I, I'm, that might have uh, been in yeah, like that contract. Larger, yeah. Godzilla and Kong was the last time you were on HBO Max, probably. Hey. Hey. Oh, King Kong's Kong's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. What? He can throw the jabs so far. HBO Max is where your boy uh, Jay Piven is. That's where Entourage lives. I haven't watched it so long. I've heard it does hold up, though. It's what I was told. It mm-hmm. does hold up in that. That's what Foxy watched it for the first time yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, Jay Piv had. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jamie Foxx on his podcast, I think. Really? Yeah, I saw it on his uh, on his. How you live in J. Piven? Really? He had Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is on there. Wow. Why? You got a movie coming out? I don't. Maybe that Tyson. Tyson. Is that coming out soon? I don't know, but he. I feel like he filmed it a while ago, right? So that movie came to be because of that promo he shot, or was that movie already in creation? When he was on that radio, I I think it was with Sway, maybe, Mm -hmm. and he did an entire layout of how the Mike Tyson biopic would start if they were to do it, and then he has a Tyson impression. I wonder if he was putting that out in the universe to be like, hey, we should make this movie, I should make this movie, or was it already in production? I believe it was already in development or production at the time, because this has been in the works for quite some time. Is this like the Travolta Gotti thing or no? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, they were talking about like Scorsese directing it for a while. I don't think he is anymore, but like this has been getting some juice for a couple oh, years now. It's a TV yeah, Gotti. Did Scorsese do that Gotti movie? It's a TV miniseries, says Diggs. Scorsese, I don't think he did uh, Travolta Gotti. I mean, no, he did, did E that. from Entourage actually directed that. Oh, Which, by the way, shocking. if you watch Entourage, I believe that that narrative will hold up too on everybody's yeah, he thoughts also on did, yeah, yeah he also did Medellin too so well that was what's his face he's Walsh, in a movie no, but he was coming out I mean he was a vital role in that movie no he wasn't directing it but yeah he was fine he was the what you said Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Piven have a movie coming yeah it's called All Star Weekend an upcoming sports comedy drama 
Easy Hell right yeah. Here. Let's go, awesome. dude. Let's go. Sign me up. Can't thank you enough for listening. I have no idea why you do, but I appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with a massive show. Be a friend, tell a friend if you feel like it. Yeah, you get it. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a uh, great Wednesday night already. Jesus. See you tomorrow.